As we begin, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast is being recorded and created, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and their connections to land, sea and sky. I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples here today. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Okay, <laughs> welcome to the second episode of The Art of Connection with me, Yana. That was just a little soundscape of me lighting a candle, which is next to me. I'm currently in my thinking chair in my studio, which is a new addition, a very welcome addition to this space. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's like a velvet, um, like a coppery chartreuse velvet that I found in the op shop a little while ago. And I'm also sitting below, um, just hanging above my head on the wall behind me, um, is a beautiful painting that is a great reminder for me to be expansive and big and up in the stars, which is where I want to go. So uh, that was painted by a beautiful friend, Christian, and I bought it from his exhibition recently because we've got to support those arts and the local artists. <laughs> well, I love to anyway. So today I wanted to explore this idea of connection and how and why I'm on this journey. I explained that a little bit in the in the very first episode about where I'm at and what I'm up to and kind of the push for me or the situation in which I felt propelled forward quite dramatically, I guess, to get me here. And it was only a few weeks ago. I would like to... <laughs> mentioned that I went on a holiday with my daughter. I went up to the eastern coast of New South Wales on Ewan country and stayed with my cousin and I brought my daughter Daisy with me and it was just the most wholesome experience I felt in years. When I say wholesome I mean being in the room with people that completely <laughs> see exactly who you are. You don't need to pretend to be anything other than who you are you don't have to pretend to like anything other than what you like that you don't have to justify yourself or explain your existence basically which as you can imagine is quite refreshing <laughs> so as a bit of a backstory um, we're connected through my mum's side my mum's beautiful brother uncle david my cousins are his children and tragically my uncle david passed away quite a few years ago now from a sudden heart attack and he was incredibly loved, incredibly creative. He was a very well-known pilot and was really just like a man who like smiled with his entire face, <laughs> his entire body. He was very cheeky and I guess the reason that I went up to Bermagui in the first place is because um, I've had these I've had this relationship with my cousins, you know, throughout my life. However, we grew up quite differently. The way that we would, we lived in two different states to begin with. So I was in Victoria and they were in New South Wales. So I lived in Melbourne, they lived in Sydney. 
the way that we would catch up was from my mum driving us to Albury or Howlong or <laughs> wherever my grandma decided to be because she was quite an eclectic artist, good old Grandma Lucy. And um, she'd hate me saying old actually. So I'll just say Grandma Lucy. So we would catch up on a long weekend or mum would take, you know, pick me up early from school on a Friday and we'd go, you know, drive up on the Friday and then spend the weekend there, Easter and winter and that kind of thing. So that's kind of how we would get together. And it was just kind of, it felt almost miraculous if we were there at the same time because it would require my Uncle David and my mum to make sure that we were free at the same time and we're able to be there at the same time and be in the same house and stay together and that kind of thing. So it was really fun. In reality, I've only ever spent probably four or five occasions with my cousins. But every time we got together, it really felt like, oh, these are my people. Okay, we get along so well. And this is, you know, this is us. Back in the day, we would play. I have really fond memories of my grandma cooking a roast pork and like smelling the um, roast cooking and the house is pretty chilly but there was like usually a gas heater or something pumping in this you know fibro shack (laughs) and us kids would be playing uh, like Pokemon Stadium on Nintendo 64 and because I was a bit older I never actually had a Nintendo but some of my friends did so I was kind of versed in um, Pokemon Stadium and that kind of thing and so we would kind of bond over video games or whatever going on nature walks or walking down to the lake going fishing that kind of thing so that was kind of where the connection began and obviously because it's a blood relation it's you know my family as well but I wanted to make a note of the fact that my uncle David just before he'd passed away unexpectedly he invited myself and my husband at the time to come up to the farm where he had bought this beautiful property and was really kind of enjoying his his time there and wanted for us to come up and see it. And for me, I felt like what I was doing at the time was, <laughs> I'm just laughing now because it's ridiculous as we, as you'll find out, but that, you know, uni assignments were really important and my social life and my work roster and things like that. And so it kind of like I had just gotten engaged. I think I was maybe 24, 25 at the time. And um, I said, yeah, yeah, we'll come up, we'll come up, you know, no worries, that's fine. And he kind of, I remember chatting to him on the phone and he was like, cool, like, when do you think you might be coming? And I said, oh, look, I need to get back to you. I'm not entirely sure. I'm going to have to, you know, see when I can squeeze it in and that kind of thing. And unfortunately, I never actually made it there. I never went to the farm. I never got to see him again. (laughs) That was probably the last phone call that I had with him. And now... I obviously that is like a big regret in my life because it was a big part of his life that I was never able to witness completely and so when the opportunity came up the stars aligned is what it felt like that I was working less part-time for somebody else I had my daughter with me for you know like 10 days in a row because I co-parent with her dad um And I was able to go. I was able to shift things around, you know, appointments and things like that so that we could go and visit. So I wanted to visit last year, my cousins, um, and I had put it off. And then this kind of memory came back of like putting things off and then something tragic happening, happening. Or essentially the reminder that, you know, life is short and we don't know 
what will happen. So just make the most of it while you can. So I booked this, um, by booked this holiday, I mean, I, I organized a motel room <laughs> for the drive up there and let them know what dates will be coming and the stars aligned again. Everything just kind of aligned. They just recently got married. Um, I had time to go see them, so I did. And that's, um, I drove up and it was a really fun, adventurous, cool trip. Cool trip. My four-year-old daughter thought that the light above the bed in the motel room was like the coolest part of the trip and that the switches that were next to the bed for the TV and the lights was also like just so incredibly cool. Like going on that trip was so life-affirming for me because when you're in the room with people that are on the same wavelength as you, life is effortless. It feels effortless. But in terms of connection, what I wanted to really talk about here was how connection can really kind of like fill our creative well and how connection can really help us be more in tune with ourselves and our own intuition and our own creative desires, but also connect us with the right people, you know. Um, and so I guess on this trip, the whole point of of me talking about this was that there was such a strong and deep level of connection with the place, with the beautiful town of Bermagui. If you've never been there before, it's it's ideal. I do recommend it. Um, if you're after something that's pretty relaxed, easy vibe, more than anything, what we talked about the most was just like how much we loved the pace of the town. Like there's no rush, rush, but there's still like the excitement of like, you know, cool cafes and beautiful shops and boutiques and, you know, the art scene and surfing and all that kind of stuff, which is pretty, um, you know, standard for a beach town, I think. And the way that I felt the most connected was one, like when I, we stayed with them and just feeling really connected in the home and the space. My daughter is quite reserved and shy. I'm not saying that in a negative way. That's just like how she is. Um, And within an hour of being with one another, she was happy to be picked up and held and walked home. That was just such a magic moment for me as a predominantly single mum who is used to carrying a four-year-old on her hip. For somebody else to be able to carry her was gorgeous. So I think that that children are a really good litmus test for people in our lives and the connectedness that we feel with others. And I think Daisy could pick on that pick up on that straight away the place itself is incredibly beautiful if you've never been to Bermagui it's a beautiful coastal town there's a lot of whales passing through there at the moment there's a you know beautiful um the blue pools they call it I'll you know put some pictures up on the gram just the general vibe (laughs) really there's not really much more I can say about that so the connection came from I guess us like and our family and our familiarity with each other I did feel like we had this incredible sense of connection. Um, It was easy to have a conversation. Everything flowed really well. We ate similar food. Um, It's quite funny that we're all like Daisy and I are vegetarian, but it's quite funny that like they eat a mostly or predominantly vegetarian diet as well. (laughs) So the connection for us came through eating beautiful foods, you know, eating and cooking really well choosing to eat like high quality food that's like bought from a gorgeous 
whole food store there i'm just going to quickly look it up because i can't remember what it's called i think it's called gulaga yes gulaga organics so um there's a really beautiful whole food store um in bermagui and it's just divine it's i we, we sat and got a coffee at the front um on our first day there and just watched the bay and kept our you know eyes peeled for whales and things like that our connection through food was really beautiful making you know homemade pasta <laughs> and things like that things that I think oh I don't really have time to do that and then my cousin was like maybe we could make um you know pasta for dinner tonight that'd be really fun I could make that with Daisy and like his suggestion of that I was like at first like my split second thought was like what you know that's a bit <laughs> like that's a lot of effort you know but then he was kind of like I think it's just like flour and water and egg and you know just mix it up and then put it through the pasta machine and you know it was so right there's such a simplicity in making beautiful well-cooked food and for Daisy to do that alongside him was wonderful as well getting the flour on her hands and like the immersive experience of cooking her own food and the pride that she had in in having beautiful pesto fettuccine that was made was just yeah next level I really enjoyed the connection that came through through with food so eating beautiful fresh food really good quality food um, and also uh, my beautiful cousin made a like this big vegan lasagna and um, that apparently only comes out on special occasions so I just found that like really wonderful and lovely to be able to um, really savor that and enjoy it and know that it was you know because we were all together that we were enjoying that meal it's like an extra touch some friends around who um, had made oh an incredible sticky date pudding (laughs) which yeah I have to mention because that was some things like that just like warm you from the inside out like deep 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 down into your bones you know Um, so just to have like a shared dessert I think is just gorgeous Getting back to connection, one of the main things that I think is worth noting is, and I'm not sure if I'll get emotional talking about this actually, if I'll be, be a bit teary about this, but when I walked into their home, one of the first things I noticed was the dining table. And straight away I knew, like, I don't even know if I've seen this dining table before, maybe like once, probably 10 years ago, but that was it. But straight away, I knew that it must have belonged to my Uncle David. And I said, is that? And they <laughs> kind of said, yep, that's, um, it's from, you know, the farm and it's gone with him in every house. And I want you to picture a beautiful, long, expansive hardwood table that's kind of gnarled and beaten and scratched and really well weathered. And that's the... <laughs> and that's the table you know it it can fit probably 10 people around it if we wanted to and two beautiful bench seats either side like running along down it so if if there's two of you at the table it's still as comfortable as if there's 10 I loved that that was the point of connection that brought us together that we were able to sit and share a meal and talk about the favorite parts of our day you know taking turns to share our highlights and what we've enjoyed, you know, each day that we were there together, being held around this piece of furniture that has seen so much. And 
like to think that that table held the cereal bowls of all my cousins as they were little kids and being and growing up and to have family meals and birthday cakes on it and you know Christmas lunches and obviously as times you know evolved and changed those family settings changed too but I think it's just really important to acknowledge the pieces and things in our lives that really anchor us and ground us in and I really appreciated being all together and sitting around that table sharing a drink and a meal and a conversation that just flowed like warm honey you know it was just such a beautiful sight for me and I could catch myself multiple times listening to somebody talking and then kind of being the um the observer of of all of us realizing that we're all there together and what a miracle it was that you know, we had found time to make time to be together and be held with this centerpiece <laughs> for all of us. I think that that was something that was really important for me and something that was really special. And um, I'm actually at the moment just keep scrolling through <laughs> Facebook Marketplace for a beautiful hardwood table <laughs> so that I could have the same thing. I think it's just there's something so genuine and lovely about it making fresh pasta, making fresh be- bread on you know, on a table like that, that's not veneer or MDF or, you know, laminate or whatever. There's like a real structural and, um, you know, integrity to true timber that's been hammered over the years, basically. So that was one point of connection. The food was another. Play was another. So just like having time to rest and relax and enjoy our environment Um, and watching my daughter um, play <laughs> and um, create and imagine in a different environment was really special too. The weather was obviously very helpful because it was beautiful and 19 and sunny, um, you know, for most of the days that were there. So that was a point of connection too, being down by the beach, walking to the beach, being in the ocean. I know this is such a cliche and such like a, yeah, yeah, we get it, we get it, the ocean's good for you, whatever, whatever. But honestly, it is it is so potent for me to get my body into that bloody ocean. <laughs> when I get the chance to do it, I go all in. Even though it's uncomfortable and I don't want to do it, I still know that I will feel a million times better after getting in that damn body of water. Just to feel the push and pull of the current against your body, it's just the whole sensory experience for me. Like having cold, fresh air on my face, feeling my head go underwater, the psyching yourself up to like actually step in and, you know, kind of squealing as it goes past your ankles, then your knees, then your hips, then your waist, um, up to your armpits, then under, you know, when you duck your head under. And that real invigoration that comes afterwards as well, I think is just unmatched. There's not many other things I could think of apart from maybe like a really hard workout that feel like that endorphin rush. So getting into the water there and just swimming around was, yeah, incredible. And watching in the kids' pool, every time I moved my legs through the water, the ripple of the water was like, ah, it was just so beautiful, like a hundred tiny rainbows just rippling out from wherever I was pushing and the resistance of the water was creating these rainbows, um, like refracted light. And it was stunning. So moments like that is where I catch myself truly connecting with my environment. 
So feeling the cool water like swish around my legs. Feeling Daisy's body tense up as I, you know, dip her into the water and she squeals with excitement. Feeling the warm sun on my face. Looking out across the horizon and seeing whales coming past the bay. Eating that delicious sticky date pudding and having the beautiful handmade pasta and homemade pasta, you know, that's like just from a few hours before was just a mixture of three ingredients, you know, yet to be combined and turning that into a really love, lovely and nourishing meal for us. So I guess for me, this episode <laughs> centers around the idea of connection with people that are your people. On our last night in Bermagui, like it's hard for me to explain myself without getting emotional, especially to other people when I'm trying to express my appreciation. But I can remember saying to, you know, my family as we were there having our last dinner together, it really did feel like the last supper for me. Um, and just saying, you know, I can't, I, I can't thank you enough for having us. The beds we slept in were beautifully um, put together. You know, Georgie's an interior designer and architect and just the, beaut- the, the attention to detail in a simple and simplistic but such a rich environment like having beautiful linen sheets and you know really super comfy pillows and I can't explain it but just everything felt easy and beautiful (laughs) Um, so just expressing our gratitude for being there basically just that I felt so seen and acknowledged by people that see the world in a similar way that I do I know that these people in my family could take a first sip of coffee and really truly savour it down into their bones. I know that they appreciated us being there just as much as we appreciated them hosting us and having us part of their life for those five days. So I guess this is to say that if there's somebody that you've miss, you're missing a connection with or you feel like you don't have time but you'd love to be in their company, I'm asking you to remind yourself to phone them instead of messaging so you can hear their voice. I think people's voices hit us differently. Um, Like the frequency of their voice like really (laughs) travels differently for us and has such a huge impact. If you can't call them, FaceTime them so you can see what they're up to and they can show you what they're up to and what they're doing. And if you can, just visit. So if it's a friend that's close by, perhaps you can go for a walk together. Or maybe you can go around and make dinner together. Or if it's someone interstate, can you just get three days off or, you know, however long you need just to go and connect and just spend some really good quality time together? Because life is not a dress rehearsal. There's no in the next take or in the next chapter. (laughs) Like this is it. This is it. And losing my uncle unexpectedly kind of shook me up a little bit in that way like oh fuck I really need to start prioritizing what is important because in the grand scheme of things you know if you're sick at work they'll always find someone to cover you and if you need to hand your assignment in earlier to get it done or later or whatever at uni things can be figured out the clock ticks regardless if you watch it or not and we need to really make time for connection with the people in our lives that really truly see us as we are and for who we are unapologetically 
and unconditionally. So that's it for this one. I'm just reminding you that connection is so imperative and it doesn't need to be with your family. It can be with people that you know as soon as you walk in the room, oh, your, your shoulders relax a little bit. You can breathe deeper than usual. You don't have to apologise to them as often as you would to somebody else. Everything is effortless and enjoyable and beautiful. And if you have these people in your life, see more of them because if they lift you up, it's so invaluable. And if you don't have these people, put yourself in positions or in places where people like this exist. Maybe it's the person at your local cafe that you always manage to have a really good chat with or the person at the local shops or the teacher of your child that you know you share similar values with whoever it may be it's important to be around people that see you as you are and for who you are to build on those relationships with um, people in our lives that that make life better that really push us to be completely ourselves I remember reading somewhere I can't remember who wrote it but I'll try and find it But basically, it just said, saying, be honest, is another way of saying, be yourself. This is our reminder to be completely ourselves. Be around people with which you can be completely yourself. Because it's your true nature and your true essence that wants to thrive from these situations. And since being there, I've had so many beautiful ideas and creative endeavors that have come to me because I've been able to rest my mind completely in a space in which I'm completely held and loved and nourished spiritually emotionally physically by beautiful food and being in an environment that aids rest relaxation restoration nourishment so that's my reminder to you for this week is call the person that makes you feel like this. Let them know that that's how they make you feel. And without being too, I guess, morbid, you know, if you were to never see them again, (laughs) what would you want to tell them now? Tell them. It's important for us to express these things for ourselves and for one another. I guess reflect on the purpose of your connection with these people Reflect on perhaps the connection that you have with yourself and how you nourish yourself, how you allow yourself to rest, how you allow yourself to be rejuvenated, how you allow yourself to express yourself, how you allow yourself to be acknowledged, how you respect yourself. These are all different ways in which you're connecting. You're really connecting to the essence of who you are. I think it's super interesting and Definitely a pivotal point for me. So thank you, um, Tom and Georgie and Naomi, for hosting us and for having us. It was such a dream for me, as you know, I've expressed this to you um, and I'm doing that now here. And I love you all so dearly and I'm so lucky. I feel so lucky that we get to be each other's family. Thank you for having us and for reminding me what true connection is and how that can, what that looks like in life. And to everybody listening, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode about connection with others. (laughs) And basically, I guess this is just about like spiritual nourishment, emotional nourishment. 
through connection. If you'd like to, um, let me know your experience this week in terms of connecting with somebody. You're welcome to please send me a message at Oakenhaven or the Art of Connection pod on Instagram. I'd love to know how you're connecting with yourself, with others around you, or you know things that help remind you of the essence of who you are. And other than that, I will I will be in your ears next week with another episode. And until then, take it easy, and I'll speak to you then.